welcome to Zeitgeist Leadership Pulse. In this podcast, we look at the strategies and the strategic mindset leaders need to succeed and drive their businesses forward in an increasingly complex, uncertain and digital age. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode of Zeitgeist Leadership Pulse. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, I was able to get on the um, on the podcast together with Ishu Singh and basically we've done a collaborative podcast and talked about risk and risk for business. So Ishu is a multiple business founder and also the host of Getting to Know Business. This is a fantastic podcast. Ishu has some really great um, guests on his show and some excellent advice for people who are starting business, but also people who are running a business. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and that it gives you something to think about with regard to risk and that you have some takeaways for your own business and your own leadership. Yeah, sure. So I think risk is, um, is one of these subjective topics, isn't it? Because if I asked our finance manager what risk was, it'd be a completely different answer to what my answer is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for entrepreneurs, um, you know, people who set up their own business or have business ideas, risk is a whole another ball game. And in fact, I think we almost thrive on risk because new things require risk. Innovation requires risk. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I, as, as a business owner, tend to do is I, I look at, you know, what are others doing but not in order to copy them, but to see, you know, what can I do differently? And of course, as soon as you do something that's off the beaten track, you're taking a risk. But the beauty of that is, of course, you know, we learn and we might actually find something um, that's really, really valuable that nobody else thought of. So that's sort of my my take on risk. And having set up a business myself, um, yeah, it is risky because, of course, in the beginning, you don't quite know what you're going to earn. You don't know is it going to work out? Am I going to find the right clients? But by having set up Zeitgeist uh, communication, I think, you know, there will always be a risk, but I'm not too worried about it because in my mind, risk is also ca- a calculated risk. So good, good business people calculate some of their risk beforehand. True, true. And the, the risk is kind of inherent part of the business like if you want to start something like if someone wants to start something there has to be some kind of risk now that risk can be defined into many categories that is fine like it can be personal risk because if you're doing business and if it is just the starting point of that business it's going to consume a lot of your time and you might be not you might not be able to give that time to your family or someone else that's kind of a personal risk, but there are monetary risk as well. If you are trying to launch something that is going to interfere with some of the government policies or something like that, that you might have to do the legal counseling, talk to the lawyers, spend money there. And if your business is risky in a way that, okay, it can impact or it can harm someone, then you might have to take insurance risk cover that risk with the use of insurance and I did it so there is there is always kind of a risk that I just talked about but the thing that we people like okay 
when someone is starting the business, not everybody, not everyone is having that luxury. Okay. Uh, my family's already having too much money or I can spend that money in some kind of my new business venture. Not everybody in, is having that kind of leverage. So what I did, I'm going to give you my example. Like I was doing a job. Uh, I was doing a job like many years back. And uh, so at that time, I got a little bit of time available for me and where I was thinking in a way that, okay, these businesses are getting the candidates in a way that, okay, if they are putting a job out there and if someone is applying to that job, thousands of people are applying to that job, uh, 500 candidates or thousand candidates are applying for that job. Now they got 500 candidates to filter from. That was a kind of a big game for the businesses because if you're hiring for a leadership role and if you have to go through these many amount of candidates, it's gonna be hard. So what I did, I thought, okay, I'm gonna build something. I'm gonna build some kind of software tool that, that's gonna help the, the companies to kind of filter the candidates already before uh, they, they go for the interview session. So what I did, I said, okay, I'm gonna build the software for doing that. When I started looking for the calculation, it was costing me thousands of dollars. So what I did, so, here comes the risk part again. So that was a monetary thing. I was not having the money at that time to spend. Like it was approximately, I'm going to give you an example. I think it was 50,000, 60,000, whatever. Like just take an example. So it was a huge risk for me at that time. I said, okay, I don't know. I'm not from the HR field. I don't know in and outs of HR. So that was a kind of a calculation from my mind. Uh, like, okay, I don't know this field. I don't have this much money. So what I did, Instead, I created a PDF, okay? I created a PDF and I put in kind of bullet points and some other key things, okay, that's gonna help the companies to filter out the candidates, how they're gonna filter out, what's gonna be the advantage for them, what's gonna be the advantage for the candidates. So I sent those PDF templates. It was a little bit of cold calling, cold emails, and I signed up seven massive companies and wow. made a lot of money. Yeah. Just with a PDF template. That's I didn't, neat. yeah, I didn't know anyone. So because I didn't, I didn't have any kind of connection in any of the company, just that my leverage was the product was completely new hmm. at that time. I didn't, didn't, I didn't even do much research. Like, is there any other product available? Yes, I did the research, but there were, online tools and those were expensive. Like mm -hmm. if some companies who were not having that much money to spend on those online tools, so what they're gonna do. So I gave them the leverage in a way that, okay, I can do this in a physical way. You don't have to buy the software. Yeah, software, when the software part came in, that was a kind of a tricky thing for me and I have to take different direction because I was not having that strong hold in the IT. So I need to involve someone else. and. Yeah, we started working in that direction. That was my one example, like how I took risk. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think I like that you. Um, so it was a big risk, but you you cut the risk in half, so to speak, or less, um, and still pursued your goal. I think that's a really good way of of looking at it. Um, so recognizing the risk and then saying, okay, how can I overcome some of it, and just making sure you start getting clients, you start getting customers. Because that is the very first part of 
business, isn't it? To just kind of make sure you, you have some kind of custom and recognizing the need they had. So you obviously realize the, the need these HR people had. It's great. It's a really good example. True. You created another software, didn't you? Um, yeah. For one, yeah. Tell us about that a bit. Yeah. So uh, I created many softwares in my whole journey, like two other recent ones. Uh, one is install and another one is Scabus. So Scabus is the scalability of businesses, or you can say that scalable business. I cut it short and I said Scabus. So what I did is when the COVID was on the peak, I, I tried to learn the technology or try to learn the things first on my own. And then I tried to, it's my way of thinking. Then I give it to someone else or assign it to someone else in a way that, okay, they're going to do it for me. Even that's a, even that's an employee or even that's a contractor. So first I learn on my own so that no one can fool me. It's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a risk proofing yeah. for me for one side. So I learned the no code platform technology. Like it's, it's not drag and drop only, like you have to learn a lot. So I, I learned that uh, on the, and, and the COVID was on the peak and I launched Scabus. Scabus is a, a kind of an app where if, the business is small. They don't know about the technology. They just know, okay, they are running, I'm going to take an example. They're running a plumbing shop or something like that. And they don't know the functional areas in depth. They just know what is HR, what is accounting, and they don't know which software needs to be used. So they're going to just click plumbing. Then they're going to click next, maybe accounting. Then they're going to click accounting and then they will see uh, the the options, the software options that they can have in order to uh, grow their business or structure their business. So mm -hmm. I built that app, kind of ease of use and it's free. Like I didn't have anything for monetization in my mind. And I said, okay, I'm going to start it and I will figure it out on my way. Okay, how mm -hmm. this is going to work. And I got approached by people. People said, okay, they can, I can put their affiliate links on my on my app so that if someone is clicking even I can make money so yeah. um, I didn't do for I didn't go for it like it was just kind of okay I want to do something first unless I will figure it out later but install uh, it's a it's kind of a long journey I'm gonna just cut it short and just gonna explain you like install is an app that acts as a replacement of hard copy user manuals and warranties Mm. I was working in the field and uh, I was part of uh, the companies of bigger giants like Nissan, GM and bigger companies. Those, those guys were making user manuals in a different way. So I, st I thought, okay, in a different way means it was kind of more of a traditional way. They were hiring someone else um, for making their user manuals. It was kind of a tedious process. So what I did, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some kind of web app. So, and I'm going to sell it to them so that they can make the user manuals in-house. They don't have to rely on someone else. Mm -hmm. I started in that direction, but on the way, I've, I realized it's going to be hard for me to sell them directly because those are the massive companies. Even though I have the connections, it's going to be hard for me to scale it, to scale it to the level where I want to take it because it's, it's going to be a huge investment. So mm -hmm. what I did, I pivoted on my way. I said, instead of going to them directly, I'm going to have the consumer power first on my side. I launched install as a consumer app first. I said, okay, I'm going to have the users of maybe Samsung, maybe Sony, someone else like 
XYZ and I'm going to have their users first on install in the consumer app. And mm -hmm. then I can approach them. Okay. Yeah. So I have your users uh, on my platform. Why don't you join us? So yeah. kind of a, so you can say that again, kind of a risk mitigation strategy that I took in that way for that business. Yeah. 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 No, I like it. Again, it shows just that if you combine vision, um, and tenacity, I think, with risk, it's actually, it can create a really good outcome. So I, I find that, um, I found that in, in my business as well. So you'll have people who are saying to you, oh no, that's just far too risky, or, you know, no, do you really want to do that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to succeed, or they're not going to pay that. You know, you have those kinds of voices coming mm -hmm. your way, but I think if you're really convinced of your idea, you need to move it forward. And you, some, you do sometimes need to say, you know what, it is a risk that maybe they won't take it, but I'll find another way as you did, you know, to kind mm -hmm. of get to the same client, but you know, in a, in a maybe roundabout way. True. So, yeah. And, good. Any, any example, Yura, that you want to share with us, like anything that you want to share in terms of risk uh, that you might have seen or any company, okay, how they pivoted or, or any of your personal experience? Yes, I think personal experience. Um, so we moved um, from another country to the UK and um, I then set up my business. I had a business in, in the other country as well, mm -hmm. but I set up business here and immediately focused on the larger companies and i think that can obviously be a risk because you have already established suppliers in the region mm -hmm. um and you're coming in as a sort of like the newcomer the new entrant into the market mm -hmm. so i would say that was a you know was kind of a big decision to do that on the other hand it proved right because um what i was able to bring to the table not many were able to bring so it's an international you know, of an international background and, you know, quite a lot of experience in what I do. So, you know, relying on that, you actually do have the know-how. I think that's, that's really important and not being afraid to put that forward. So I've found that taking that risk um, has proven very successful. Um, I think with other, with, with some of my clients, um, it's interesting because I found that family businesses mm -hmm. often don't want to take risks because they will always say, this is how we've always done it. Mm. And it could be, could be as simple as, oh no, we don't want to sell our products online. And you think, well, but online is a really good idea for your particular business. And it takes a long time to convince them. And part of that is because they don't quite understand how it works or they, they kind of a little bit afraid that if they put some effort into online, um, it's going to go wrong. So it's interesting to, to me to see the types of businesses that will um, step out and do something new mm -hmm. and then those that won't. And um, so I think the ones that I found that are a bit more or that are not so risk adverse are SMEs, particularly in the technology sector, because they know that innovation is really important. True. So they will step out and they will do new things. Um, they will partner, they will collaborate. So we recently, during the COVID um, lockdown, uh, we collaborated with a new company to provide a service to businesses who um, need to re restart basically after, after COVID. Mm -hmm. 
And so we partnered with a financial um, consultant. Mm -hmm. And so we put our sort of business strategy and marketing strategy together with a financial strategist, if you like. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. Whereas some people probably wouldn't have done that because they would have felt, oh, especially in lockdown, do you really want to start something new? Mm -hmm. But actually when the chips are down, that's when you need to take a little bit of risk. That's when you need to think outside of the box. And collaborating with others creates wonderful opportunities. Um, and so we've been able to help businesses um, rethink their business strategy, rethink their business models. You know, some of them, they, it all looks good on the outside, but then you realize if they had more interconnected conversation between finance and marketing or business development, they would do a lot better. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to see how our collaboration is really, you know, opening the eyes of some of the, the businesses we're talking to. So, yeah, so I, th I think those are some, some examples. Yeah. Like it's kind of a strategy, like leadership strategy, how you can pivot, you can move your directions in a different way if things are not working or if you, if you realize things are not going to work. And I'm going to give you an example. I was, I was reading uh, Codex, Kodak uh, that the film company I was reading their story so mm -hmm. what they did and they were the earliest like they were I think they were the first one who's who invented uh, I think the films that we were using in the cameras so in 1975 approximately I think in 1975 one of the employee invented some kind of I think it was advanced level camera or I think in, invented the first camera something like that and mm -hmm. they said okay they 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 thought, okay, this is kind, is kind of a different direction for them, but they didn't realize that the things are going to go in a different direction. Like they can leverage the power of cameras as well. They huh. didn't kind of change their direction, like kind of strategic directions or the leadership might thought in a different way. And now every other company is booming and they're, they are like a kind of nowhere before it was all codec everywhere and now it's sony like it's canon and other companies so it's kind of a strategic decision sometime leaders need to take right yeah yeah i agree and also i think not being afraid to to lead the way um i think that's really important so if you look at the moment i don't know uh, what it's like in canada but mm. you know we can see in the UK, so Amazon, um, for instance, has come in and will be doing um, food delivery for free. So the supermarkets here are not very happy. But to be honest, mm -hmm. they were here before Amazon. They could have made that choice before. True. So you know, so it it's always a question of whether you know are you are you so risk adverse that you'll always be the also run rather than the leader. Hmm. And um, yeah, this we is interesting. Can... They're delivering it free. Yeah, they're going to do free food deliveries. Yeah, wow. it's going to really hit the market here badly. Um, it's obviously going to be good for Amazon, as always. But yeah, yeah. It's a good example. You know, they they stepped up. They use the technology they have, the data they have, and um, are now delivering food. So, or they will be soon in the next couple of months. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, before, before it was my thinking, okay, if small grocery stop, shops can collaborate together and they can kind of cannot beat 
bigger giants like Walmart, Amazon, like the, these kind of companies in terms of pricing because their pricing is very cheap compared to someone else. So I was thinking, okay, these smaller chains can collaborate with each other and can target streets in, in kind of, in terms of like, okay, um, this is my, not kind of, this is going to be my area, like in a way that, okay, if someone is going out for the delivery, they can collaborate. Okay, my person is going out for the delivery in this area. Do you have something that you want to ship? So it's kind of a faster delivery. I was thinking maybe smaller companies or smaller chains can do something in this way. But if Amazon is entering, like their delivery is so fast now, mm-hmm. like it's 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 going to happen within hours. So, yes. or I would say like, yeah, it's going to be hard, really hard. They have the drones. They're going to, they have uh, many other things. So yeah, really. Yeah, it's really hard. And, and we have to remember, you know, while consumers, you know, over here, um, obviously through COVID, consumers are encouraged to do a local shopping um, and not to buy things from far afield. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, consumers are always interested in the, you know, the highest amount of convenience. What is the most convenience to me? I press the button and it comes to my house. I don't need to worry about anything and I don't have to pay. So, you know, there's a lot of encouragement to do certain things with smaller um, businesses and local businesses, but ultimately the consumer will decide. So that's, that's going to be an interesting, um, true, true. Yeah, interesting to watch. Yura, anything, any kind of advice for the people who are listening to us, any kind of advice before taking major risk or risk related Mm. advice for the people who are listening? Yeah. So I think the biggest advice I would have is that take all the risk you want, as long as you have a very clear goal and you have calculated what is going to cost you to implement this risky decision. And so sometimes we calculate a risk and we realize, oh, it's a huge cost, but we go with it anyway. So it it can work sometimes anyway, but the point is you need to make sure you make an informed decision. So risk is not about making uninformed decisions. It's about making informed decisions and being very, very focused on your goal. So I think that's sort of the main, the main point i would have how about you yeah agree agree i 100% agree with this and it's it's just like some people like when i say like okay moving from i'm gonna take a different example like moving from jobs to businesses if someone is trying to open something off their own like start something off their own and Mm -hmm. if they're gonna think that okay i'm gonna stop my job and i'm gonna quit my job and then i'm gonna focus right away full time on the business sometimes yes if you might get lucky, I would say, uh, because the the graphs or the trends tell that, okay, it takes years to build any kind of successful business that can, I would say, kind of replace the salary of the person. If the person is going to think that, okay, I'm going to quit my job and uh, going to get the same amount of money from the business initially, oh, wow, uh, I don't think so. It's going to happen. Like it's, it will take time. Sometimes. Yes, I would say I'm not saying that it's not possible at all. I'm saying that, yes, it is possible. But I would say that, okay, first build your business, 
try to generate income and when you feel that it's it's acting as a replacement of your salary then jump on full time on that business and grow it further and because financial risk if like it's kind of a different thing and if you even if you lose your business it's fine but if you have got money from the investors and if you la- lose that money so you have got the now uh, bad track record and now if you will go for next round of investment for any other business uh, the chances are you might not get it so so i would say that okay if you are taking your risk with your money it's fine but if you're taking the risk with other people's money if you're not sure do the calculation do other things around it uh, like okay as yura was explaining do the do the analysis what kind of risk are there so do the calculations and then take those risks kind of informed r- decisions around those risks yeah yeah no it's really good advice i think that's really important i think too often we find businesses fail because they didn't do the calculation and they move too quickly and then the other problem with that is not only does the business fail but they are so you know these people are then so discouraged mm-hmm. that's very hard for them to start again and i think that's actually almost almost worse in some ways because you don't want to see people fail true 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 and uh yura before we wrap up where can we learn more about you and your business or even podcast as well yeah sure so um our businesses you can find it at um sitegeistcoms.com um so i'll just spell that for you that's z e i t g e i s t comms.com and the podcast is Zeitgeist Leadership Pulse and basically on most of the podcast platforms um that you that you can find so yeah well, so we'd love to hear from you um feel free to also reach out on LinkedIn you can find me there just send me a message connect and always happy to talk to people awesome awesome and issue so t- tell us then about you know where we can find more about uh, out about your business sure sure uh they can go to my website uh listeners you can go to my website www.issuesing.com i s h u s i n g h.com you will find the things that i'm doing and you can find my social links linkedin instagram twitter tiktok and many other things so you can you can go there you can find my podcast as well my podcast is starting to know business so it's on all of the platforms like spotify itunes google so you can go and listen to it and give me your feedback and give yura's uh podcast a good review as well and mine as well thank you so much yura for coming to the pod today thank you yeah thank you she was great talking to you same here